Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom podcast. My name is Yuri, and today it's going to be a little different podcast. It's going to be a little bit more personal podcast. The reason for it, because I want you to grow personally. And my this whole year, my heart is to devote myself and my time to this podcast that every time you listen, you can apply something in your life, uh, into your personal growth, into your mental growth, in every area in business and in work uh, places. Because 2020 has been a year that showed us who we really are. I believe it's not about what we believe, but how we walk the walk. Uh, it's one thing to believe about something, believe in God, believe in, in the way you want it to live, but it all translates in the way we walk and, and it shows us who we are when we execute those things, when we apply into our life. Show me your faith and I will show you my faith by my actions. That, that's, that's what James said. And I believe that is the biggest thing that you can do in life is to apply your belief into your walk. And so I'm changing the podcast to be more uh, focused to the personal growth, to your life, your family, your business, and the application of that, that you can really take a simple things from these podcasts and apply it into your life. And now today I'm going to be speaking about Holy Spirit. I'm going to be speaking about prayer. Those two, two things. But I wanted to share some things from my own life. Now, let me start with this. You live with faith, whether you believe it, whether you, you believe in a higher power, in God, in Jesus, in whatever else you believe. Every one of us here on earth live with faith. Let me prove this to you. You say to your wife, when you go to work, Hey honey, I'll see you at five. I'll see you at six. Well, that is faith. You believing that you will come back, but you're not knowing whether you'll come back from, from work or not. When you get into your car, you don't know that you're, if you will come back, what if your life will end behind the, the driver's seat behind the wheel? You never know when your life will end. And that's what we all live. All the human beings are live with this thing that we don't know when the end will come. When we go to work, when we drive, when we go to sleep, you do not know whether you will wake up the next day. And at the same time, as you use your faith, reality of faith and wisdom, you use, you use wisdom, that second part, because you live with faith. And those people who realize that and take their faith to, to the next level, they can really live a different life. And I'll speak on that just a little bit. But now the second part is wisdom. You need to apply the wisdom, God-given wisdom. I believe the true wisdom, and I've said this on these podcasts many, many times, the true wisdom comes from God. Now, let me, let me say this. When you want to learn a trade in your life, when you want to become a welder, let's say this, um, maybe somebody in your family was a welder and you've heard about how much they were making and, and that they made a good living being a welder. Now you start to be, you start to research about, Hey, how to become one? What do I need to do? How much do I need to devote time? How much time do I have to uh, spend to become a professional welder? And you start studying same thing with carpentry. Maybe somebody in your family was a carpenter and you realize, Hey, maybe I can make a good living being a carpenter, even an entrepreneur. Um, 
I own a couple of different businesses. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I love the world of entrepreneurship. And, and as an entrepreneur, I've paid money to learn from other entrepreneurs. I've paid, I've paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to learn from people that went before me. And, and I've spent time, even paid uh, lunches and, and money to sit down with other people and just to share, to hear their wisdom. And so whatever you want it to be, you take, you take this approach. You take, first of all, there's desire. Second of all, you spend time. Third, you learn and you emerge yourself into an area of your life to become better at it. When you become and when you know, when you learn all these things, you become a professional and you can create a career out of that. Now, now you take time to learn a trade, to, to, to create a career in your life. You take time. Now, but when it comes to your personal growth and development, we seem to forget that that is the biggest part of our life, that the personal growth. Develop, when it comes to the, our own self, when it comes to our own mind, heart, soul, where we at in life, and that's, that's what I call personal growth, we kind of leave that on the shelf. We put it on the side. We're like, well... And some people get stuck in, in the season of their life. They never grow past that season. They never grow. They never, they never desire more wisdom. They get to this comfort level, comfort zone, and they stay there for the rest of their life. I literally seen people stuck in the season and they never moved past that season. Like I said, that the 2020 really showed who people are because you can see, you can, you can really put a great facade on the outside and say that your life is going in a certain direction. But then how, how much anger that we see in 2020, rage, bitterness, and, and even when you come to a uh, uh, pastoral side and ministry in 2020, we've seen pastor take their, take their life, committing a suicide, being immoral, and all these other things that's happening all throughout the world. Because we never took time to invest in our own selves. We never took time to invest in who we really are, who really God says that, that who we, we are, the gifts that God wants us to give, and the journey that God wants us to be on. And even if you take God out of equation, still, whether you're an atheist or a believer, you, we don't, people do not take time to grow personally, to analyze your life. To analyze your decisions that you've made, your failures. Maybe you need to learn from some of the, the, the failures that you went through. We just kind of forget, we pass, and we move, we forget, and we move forward. Now, in order for you, this is what I truly believe, in order for you to be the person that you were always created to be, to live with purpose, to, to dream, to go after your dreams, to live a meaningful life, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. And that's what I want to talk about today. You have to truly be led by the Holy Spirit. For those people that don't know what Holy Spirit is or who Holy Spirit is, Jesus came to this world to die on the cross, to give his life as a ransom for many, to forgive our sins, to wash our sin and, and for us to start a brand new life. But he said, even to his apostles, I'll be re re reading the verse a little bit later. He said, don't do anything. Wait 
on the gift for the gift that I will send you from above, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is living on earth right now. He's not in heaven. He's here. He's living in our hearts. And Holy Spirit, by Jesus' words, is the person who will lead us in life, who will help us, who will guide us, who will remember, who will bring to remembrance, who will even tell the future and will align you with the journey that Jesus wants you to be on. Now, listen to this very carefully. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, this, this thing that really changed my life. Everything great, everything meaningful, everything, everything that, that, that I look back and I say, you know what? That was amazing thing in my life. It's something that God did. Started with this one word called prayer. I want you to think for a second and, and, and think about this word prayer. Do, how much do you know about prayer? What is prayer in your life? How much do you pray? Everything in my life, if I look back, I'm 38 years old right now. And, and, and I'm an entrepreneur. Like I said, I own different businesses and own, own different businesses right now. I'm a pastor of a church. And, and if I analyze my life, everything great in my life started with prayer. My deeper walk with God, my understanding of scripture, uh, scriptures, uh, any businesses, finances, understanding of finances, ministry, church plan, uh, family, kids, investing world and every assets liability every single thing started with prayer and uh and i'll share this story with you before i was a pastor i was a, a lead singer in the band called hardy avenue and uh i've devoted almost over 10 years of my life to that and i've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids give their life to god through that ministry as a, as a, as a band, we were able to go on and uh, into the areas that, that regular ministry could not go. We were, we were playing uh, rock and roll music, uh, Christian rock music, and we were playing in bars and restaurants. We were on tours with unchristian bands. We were on tour even with uh, bands that confess and profess themselves as being uh, Satanists. And every single time on stage, we, I was sharing a testimony. I was sharing who we are, and I was in in the bars, in in all these tours. We were, we would have we had a moment in in the presentation in 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 our ten songs, five songs, whatever we sang. We have time that we really tell people who we are and what we believe. And in those times, I've seen God move like never before. I've seen kids give their life to God. I've seen kids repenting, crying right there and changing, coming forward, giving their lives to God. We would pray with them after a concert. And we also seen some demonic activity. I remember when we were on the tour with the, with the bands that did not believe God and professing themselves as being, being Satanists and all these things. We, see, we saw a girl that jumped on board and, and he started yelling at us, away with you and your God. Uh, security had to take her away. So why I'm sharing this, I really thought that my life is going to be in that C season. I, I was investing in it. I, was, I told my wife and my kids, hey, we're going to get a bigger bus and we're going to invest in that because I wanted to see kids change their life. And one of the last songs that we were recording uh, was Can't Live Like This. It was about a girl who was cutting herself. She was on drugs. Uh, she, her mom and dad was on drugs and she wanted to commit a suicide. And her friend invited her to our concert. So she changed her life completely. She had the time that she wanted to commit a suicide. She had means, she had everything, all the plans. And, 
and uh, she gave her life to God. A year later, later, we played in the same concert. And she came to us, and she, with tears in her eyes, she said, Yuri, I've wanted to commit a suicide last time you were here, but now my life was changed because of you. And, and we wrote this song called Can't Live Like This, and, and it's her words that I, 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 cannot li- I couldn't live like this no more. I cannot continue in the way that I live. And thank you, because, because God through you changed my life. And so when we wrote this song, we were on the way to Ohio to record a music video, and the song that, that, that's called Can't Live Like This, you can uh, see it on YouTube. And as I was driving home, something shifted in me. After the music video was done, it was beautiful, it was amazing, everything was great. Something shifted in me, and I instantly recognized it. I knew the Holy Spirit was trying to communicate to me, was trying to tell, tell me that, that, that something is going to, to change in my life. And, and I told my guys, I said, guys, I'm not going to play any concert anymore. I'm not going to go anywhere at this point. I wanted to spend some time in prayer and I wanted to see what's next in my life. I went into my little prayer closet and for three months, I, on my knees every morning, a couple of hours a day, I was asking God this one question, God, what do you want me to do in my life? And that's how the Impulse Church began. That is the journey of Impulse Church. That's why we moved to Florida. That's why we, we planted the church called Impulse Church in Santa Rosa Beach. And so when I look and analyze my life, every single thing that God wanted to do and something great and meaningful started with prayer. Now, when you look back at Jesus's life, Jesus's ministry also started with prayer and fasting. Because when he went to John the Baptist, The next thing, he went to the desert, and for 40 days, he waited. 40 days, he prayed, he fasted, and even in temptation, he was quoting scriptures. Now, not only Jesus' ministry started with prayer and fasting, but also apostles, his 12 apostles, started ministry with prayer. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4, it says this, that Jesus, on one occasion, while he was sitting and eating with them, He gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. He told them to wait. I know that word wait, nobody likes these days. We want our prime within two days. We want our burgers within five minutes. We want things right away now, and we don't understand the culture and the life that that back in the day you have to wait for things. Jesus said, wait. Jesus said, spend time in prayer. And you remember the Pentecostal, when the Holy Spirit entered this world and and the great, great story that's recorded in Acts happened when the 120 people were in prayer. They they, They were together. They were waiting upon the Lord. Now, prayer is giving your time to God. Prayer is surrendering yourself at His feet. Prayer is to always ask the Father to lead you. And prayer is to wait on him to move, to move for him to move before you move. Now, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit, he will lead you. Like I said already, he will help you. He will remind you of things. He will be your guide. He will be your future. He will bring you to remembrance. He will give and he will be with you all the days of your life. Now, Holy Spirit also wants to be with you in the small things, in every decision, 
in every day, in your family, in your kids, in your business, in every venture that you do in life, Holy Spirit wants to help you. But in order to know the Holy Spirit, you have to approach Him like you approach certain trade that you want to learn about. That's why I brought that up. Because if we, want, we give decades of our life to become doctors, we give decades to become to learn financial industry or financial literacy and, and how finances work and investment and all these things. Now, we, we give our time. But when it comes to our life and, and who is Holy Spirit in our life, how much time do we devote to learn about Him in our life? To learn, to read, to study, to devote, to ask Him to lead us. How much time we, we really devote to learn about Him and who He is in our life? Let me tell you this, this, this one, of, uh, one other story from my life when I was in my 20s, early 20s. I was, I was probably uh, 22, 23 years old. And when I finally understood the concept that the Holy Spirit wants to be in every day of your life, I was uh, wanting to buy a boat for my family. I was living in Seattle, Washington. I was a business owner. The economy was great. Uh, finances were good. But I was, uh, was kind of ignorant to the whole Holy Spirit thing and then He wants to be in the small things of life. And I remember when I was driving in the van, I was a contractor. Uh, I said, Holy Spirit, if you want to be in my life, then, then, then prove it to me. Show me that, that actually you really want to be in, in little things, in small things in my life. And, and I said to him, I said, uh, I, said uh, I don't understand how this whole thing works, but I want to buy a boat. I want you to help me with it. And I'm willing to wait and to, for you to lead me in, 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 in this. The next thing, uh, next 30 minutes, I went to, uh, to a lunch uh, in Seattle. There's, there's teriyaki shops everywhere. So if you've been in Seattle or lived in Seattle, you know, you know what that is. And back in those days, in 2000, early 2000, we had Auto Trader. Everywhere we go, Auto Trade Trader, you, you open it up and it's like, it's, it's a thing. Now you open up apps and everything's on the phone. Back in the day, it was all still magazines. And, and there used to be a boat trader, an auto trader, but I opened up an auto trade trader. And then I ordered my food, I was eating it, and I was flipping through pages. And I only found, it was funny because it stuck out to me, there was one boat in the whole book. I flipped through the whole pages, I don't even know, I wasn't looking for a car. And, uh, and the boat was there. I immediately called, I said, hey, you guys selling this boat? And that boat exactly, it was, it was exactly a, a bay liner that I was looking for, for, for the lakes in Seattle, Washington. And I, I called the guy and I said, hey, you have a boat for sale here in Auto Trader. Do you still have it? And I still remember the, the, the guy, guy's voice. He said, listen, I don't know anything about the boats. I don't know if this boat is good or bad. Uh, it was a repossessed boat. It came in, it came in just a couple of days ago. Um, already the price for the boat was a couple of thousand, uh, a couple of thousand short of what I was looking for. It was, I think, I believe it was uh, 14, eight or something. And that boat was close to 20,000. So I said, uh, I said, is something's wrong with the boat? Because the price is, price was good. And, uh, and, and he said, I don't know, but let, let me, let me research and let me get back to you. When he got back to me, he said, Hey, everything works on the boat. The boat, boat is perfect. And I had certain amount in my savings account. And I don't, I don't believe, I don't remember exactly the number, but I had maybe 11 or 12,000 in my account. I said, listen, I can bring you cash, 
but it's going to be a couple of thousand shorter, uh, short of what you're asking. And when I gave him the number, he put me on pause. He called and, and uh, uh, in a few minutes, he picked up the phone. He said, hey, uh, the number that you gave me is the lowest amount that, that I can, the bank can approve me selling this boat. And, and so, so I bought that boat for 11 or 12,000. I used that boat for three years or three years, I believe. And I sold it, made at least three or 4,000 on that boat. And for the first time, I realized that the Holy Spirit wanted to be in every decision of our life. Even though it was almost immediate, I pray and I open up the auto trader. It might not be like that in your life, but it was he was making me to a man and, and to a person he wanted me to be. And from that moment, from that story, I was convinced that if I research, if I give my time to God and learn who he is, learn the gifts that he has for me, I was able to live the life that he wants me to live. Later on, my daughter, my, my third daughter was born, Melanie. I was 23 or 24 years old by then. I, I'm not going to count right now. And, uh, and she had sickness called jaundice and all my kids had it and they recovered it quickly uh, without a hospital. But, but she had it really severe one to the point that she couldn't even open her eyes. And I realized that something, something is happening. I need to take her to the hospital. When I got to the hospital, doctor, after examining my daughter, started yelling at me. He's saying, why didn't you come to, to hospital a little bit earlier? The levels of that jaundice on the scale is very astronomical and she, the brain activity can be fried and she might not, she might never come back to her normal self and, and she might be here in the hospital for many, many days. And in that moment, fear just, just hit me so hard. But in that same moment, I was reminded that from that boat, from the boat moment until now, I was allowing Holy Spirit to live in my life, to lead my life. And I remember when I took my daughter and, and I raised her up to a window to a son and I prayed with her, with my wife. And I said, I said, Lord, please heal her. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to a hospital. And in that second, when he was telling me all this, I kind of stopped him. I said, sir. I thank you for what you're doing and I thank you for examining my daughter. I am Christian and I believe that she will be healed from all that. She's not going to be uh, brain dead. She's not going to be here for five, six days. She's, I'm going to go home tomorrow. That's what I told him. And the nurse behind him, she was just clapping and she was silently clapping and saying, I believe like you, I'm with you. But the doctor was, I mean, he just turned red and he started to rebuke me saying, all you Christians come here and say that, that this prayer thing works, this and that. I'll be personally the one who, who will deliver you a uh, note after we exam full examination, how many days she will be here. A couple of hours later, the doctor never came back. Doctor actually went home. A different doctor came in into my room and said, listen, the, the jaundice, that scale measurement started to dive down by itself. We don't know how it's why it's dropping so quickly, but if it's dropping like this, you can go home tomorrow morning. You know how I was rejoicing, I was crying, and sure enough, the next day, I went home. 
later on, I remember moments in my life that even in a little things, I remember the, the biggest moment in my life, it might be minute, it might, it might be a story that you will laugh. But I remember as I was um, a contractor and, and I was installing tile, I remember moment when I cut tile and Holy Spirit said, listen, it's going to be too short. You measured it incorrectly. And, and I'm in my ignorance, I, I just like, Oh, whatever. This is just me thinking something like that. And I came in, it was too short. And in that moment, I paused. I said, Holy Spirit, thank you for being with me all the days of my, and the little things, all the days of my life. And you see, every season of your life, seasons will come and seasons will be different. Economic status of countries will change. The finances in your world and how you live will change. There will be valleys, there will be mountaintops. But the one who will not change is Holy Spirit. And the one who will help you execute in the change, in this everlasting change that we live, COVID, Zika virus, the, the, the crash, economic crash, the, all, all these things, he will remain the same. And he is the only one who can help you navigate your life through these valleys and changes. But now you need to know who he is in your life and the gifts that he has for you. You need to understand how he can lead you. And let me, as I close, let me recap this. Now, in those seasons, number one, you have to be patient and you have to go back to that word wait wait upon the Lord. And that word wait represents take time to pray. Take time to listen from God. Take time. It doesn't matter. You're a businessman. Pray for your business. You're a pastor. Pray for your church. If you are, I don't, I don't, I, I don't care where you're working and what industry you're working. If you take time to pause, to wait, maybe you're just on the journey to discover what you want to do. If you want to live meaningful life, if you want to have dreams in your life and, and accomplish those dreams, not just dream, then wait, spend time with the Lord because he will help you execute things. Prayer is number one, patience and waiting upon the Lord. Number two, and Holy Spirit, number three, is the one who can, who can help you do the things that Jesus called you to do. Now, I'm encouraging you today to take time to research the scriptures for yourself, to invite him into your life, to let him lead, to surrender and say, Holy Spirit, in this 2021, whatever the journey you're going to have me on, whatever the things I'm going to do, I'm going to invite you into every area of my life. When you do that, you will see, you will live through seasons, through times. You will look back and you will analyze your life, how great it was and how meaningful it was, purposeful it was when you do that. When you pause, when you pray, when you wait on the Lord, and when you take time to discover who Holy Spirit is inside you, living through you, and who can lead your life in every area of your life. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you, be gracious to you, turn his face towards you, and give you peace. Until next time.